We're back. What's up? What's up? What's up? Claire is here. I am here. Carter is here. The most important, important. the most important member of the podcast is here. That is Carter. Claire, we're back. It's it's been a minute since we've done this. How are we? How are we feeling? We're feeling good. We're feeling good. Lost some intramural volleyball tonight. That's 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 tough. How how is the intramural volleyball squad? We're zero and three. But we're playing against, you know, some top level athletes and we're just a bunch of, you know, we're in it for fun to make friends and, you know, we're in the lowest level and there are definitely some former D1 volleyball players we've played against. So, you know, you can imagine how that goes. It's It's not pretty. It's not about the wins and losses. It's about the friends we make along the way, right? Exactly. Exactly. And uh, I heard a rumor that uh, most treasured and favorite member of the podcast, Carter, went to the kennel recently and made dog friends. Is this true? Is this real? I don't believe it. Carter faced her fears of people and dogs and went to doggy daycare for a trial. And... Turns out she had a great time. She made friends. She, I got to see a video of her playing with a chihuahua named Tanner. And a golden retriever puppy stepped on her and she stood her ground. So we're really proud of Carter for setting her boundaries. And the golden retriever did respect them. So... We're very proud of Carter. Carter Carter oh, is just the mascot for this podcast. Setting boundaries, something we love in 2023. Facing our fears, something we love in 2023. Speaking of returning to the pod, that we're just yeah. trying to emulate our inner Carter here. Um, should we address our layoff, Claire, or should we just should we, we just leave it, it be? We can, you want to address it? <laughs> Let's Let, leave it. Let's let's just say that, you know, sometimes life happens and uh, don't always feel great all the time. But just like Carter, we're facing our fears and we're doing better and we're uh, we're happy to be here. So we should probably talk about some hockey, Claire. Uh, That is what this podcast is. That's why we're here. Um, Do we want to just, you know, maybe do like a a 10 second tidy on. what we've missed we've missed a couple months we can do a little recap um on on what we've missed yes sounds good to me great so uh little 10 second tidy um the women went through a bit of a rough patch uh right after we stopped the podcast maybe that's related Mm -hmm. to us um lost a couple games 
uh, been impressed with the way they've bounced back. They've won 10 in a row. Um, they haven't been close. They're also, on a roll. Their rough patch is like not like relative. It's they, like losing, dropping a few games. Yeah, they I lost two started games. started with that weird one that was on like a Tuesday in Andover. Yeah, freaking Andover. Yeah, they lost like two games. They're third in the pairwise. They're first in the WCHA. So um, they're doing just fine. And mm-hmm. the fun thing about the fun thing about both these teams is there's a bunch of good games coming. the The women play UMD um, this upcoming weekend, which should be great. Very exciting. They have UMD and then Ohio State and then Wisconsin. So if you're That's tuning back in, just like us, back. perfect time. A packed three weeks. Packed three weeks. And it's the same thing with the men too. Claire, what have we thought about what have we thought about the men? Um, what stood out to you in the past couple of weeks for for the boys, the gentlemen? I thought they've looked good. I think the D zone's been kind of sloppy, but overall they've been able to find a way to win and fight back, which you know you don't always see in a team. So that's what more can you ask for? Really, I think the main reason that this podcast is back is because, one, we want to talk about Bryce Brodzinski's character development. The (laughs) main character, the story arc that that boy has been on in the past four years is absolutely incredible. Secondly, uh, Brock Faber is my hero, and I love him. He's been fantastic as well. Not so much of like an up-and-down character arc for him, but mm-hmm. I feel like he's gotten better this year, and especially in the past like three weeks, which I didn't really think was possible, but he's been incredible. Mm-hmm. There was a couple, a couple sellouts at, at Mariucci, uh, win in a tie against Michigan in a pretty, pretty great series. There was a, a win in a law lo- or a win in a loss, excuse me, against Michigan, a win in a loss against St. Cloud. They 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 haven't strung together as many wins recently, but they're number one in the pairwise and they're winning the Big Ten by ten points. So they're doing pretty well, I would say. Agreed. And I think it was interesting to see St. Cloud. You know, is super defensive. So it's a completely different style of hockey versus you know Michigan, which plays a similar style, and. I think it's good that you're playing both types of teams um, because going into playoffs, you know, you're going to want to be tested against both. So definitely a good schedule here coming up as well. Yeah, that Michigan series was really fun to watch. Just two offensive teams going at it. I... Mm -hmm. I missed the, I was watching a little NCHC hockey on Saturday, friend of the podcast, Casey Dornbach robbed of a goal against St. Cloud on Saturday night, but St. Cloud swept Denver, which um, I didn't expect. St. Cloud's a real good team. They really limit chances. I think that that split with St. Cloud was, was quite impressive, I think for the Gophers and yeah, they haven't, they haven't put together uh, wins in a row like the women's team has but they're they're splitting with some some very good teams and that's the nice thing about the good thing about their schedule is they just play a ton of really good teams 
I think that the penalties have been kind of sloppy. That needs to be cleaned up. D-zone's been sloppy. Michigan was very good at scoring on pretty much every opportunity they could. Um, Close has been playing insane, as usual. But when you play good teams, they'll capitalize on the mistakes. I think sometimes we don't notice the mistakes as much against crappier teams because they're you know, they don't have the talent that Michigan has. Um, so I think it'll be interesting in the coming series to kind of see how that plays out. Yeah. Power play has been good, though. Yeah, power play has been good. Jimmy Snuggerud, another – been really impressed with Jimmy Snuggerud. He's been really good. Yeah. His compete yeah. level. His compete level. Look at me using – I hate that word. Using, an, using an old white bald hockey guy term there. Compete level. It's been good. He's 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 hard on pucks. There's another one. Bam. Do you want me to just keep doing this? I can just no, keep doing this. Good forecheck, hard on pucks, good compete level. He's been good. Um, and like you said, we've got the women playing good teams. We got the men playing good teams coming up. It's a good time to be tuning back in here. Michigan State coming to town, 13 and I, in the nation. In the I Paradise. think this will be a think? good test. I think it'll be a good test. Is it at home? Yes, it's at home. You're going. It is at home because um, I'm going Saturday night, baby. I think, you know, I think it's a good test because this Michigan State team, you know. Sucks. What a turnaround, right? From being so bad last year to being, you know, in the playoff hunt this year. So I think, you know, they'll be hungry. I think they aren't very penalized, if I remember correctly, from the first series against them. So I think, you know, the Gophers limiting their, you know, the Michigan State power play will be huge because they probably won't get many power plays themselves. But I think if they if they play their game, you know, it's an Olympic size sheet of ice. Gophers are fast, skilled team. I think the Gophers will sweep. Yeah, I, their game. yeah, yeah. I almost, I almost think the prediction for the men and the women is the same. Both are playing yes. good teams, but I would say the Gophers are the more talented, speedy team mm-hmm. in both situations, limiting mistakes and turnovers will be the name of the game i think that's how michigan state scores is is on mistakes and turnovers i think if the gophers limit mistakes and turnovers i'm not i'm not really shook by michigan state i would imagine i would have thought that the the tougher series against this team would would have been in east lansing yeah the gophers swept that already um yeah, I think I think it's a good series. It's against a good team, but it's also a good time to kind of shift into another gear here and maybe get your first sweep in a little while. I also think the I think the women's series this weekend will be more exciting to watch. Just with the rivalry, right? UMD beat them out last year and ended, ended the Gopher season. A lot of returning players on both teams. I think it'll be really fun to watch personally. And I mean, Skylar Vetter, insane in net. I'm sorry if you can hear Carter. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, 
Yeah, and UMD, it's an interesting, it's interesting for the women too, because UMD is eighth in the pairwise. Mm -hmm. So they don't get as many options to play those high ranked pairwise teams. So mm -hmm. it'll be good to beef up. I believe the gopher women are third in the pairwise at the moment. So they're sitting in a good spot. But I agree. Gophers got a sweep at home. They'll have to go to Amsoil, which I think will be interesting. Amsoil, home of the 2023 women's frozen four this year i think I that'll know. be a great venue i don't know what your plans are in april claire but we could we could take a trip pride on ice pod could be live from the 2023 women's frozen four it's a thought it's an idea what weekend is it i don't know it off the top of my head to be honest okay i can um, look it up yeah that'll be a great venue for it um Good atmosphere. I'm assuming a lot of people will show up. And I think, you know, as we saw in the World Juniors, when you get these tournaments and you have a full crowd, right? You have maybe it's a smaller venue, but it's full and the atmosphere is just so much better. So I think if, if, you know, Amsoil might be perfect in that sense where you get a packed barn. Yes. And, you know, it's super fun for everyone, for the players, for the fans. So should be good. I'm looking forward to it, you know, whether I'm there physically or I'm not. <laughs> I think it'll be good. Yeah. And as we as we get into we get into February here, we can start to look to the look to the conference tournaments and the NCAA tournaments. Those things are coming, coming pretty quick here. So it's, it's, it's time to start looking at the pairwise. It's time to start being aware of where these teams rank nationally. Cause that's going to matter. It's going to matter here pretty soon, but I think both yeah. teams are in a very good spot. I mean, both of these teams, like we said at the start, we haven't talked to you all in a couple of months, but nothing has changed. These both of these teams are very, very good. They remain very good. And this uh this upcoming the spring here, the end of the winter and the spring is gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, agreed. And I think, you know, it's it's fun to note that the WCHA, right, they have four of the top eight teams on the women's side. And then on over on the men's side, the Big Ten has what? six in the top 14 right now so pretty competitive conferences yeah for both yeah. teams um makes it very fun to watch yeah and a lot of these teams are coming to town in the next couple of weeks too i know the women have ohio state here and then wisconsin here in the next couple mm -hmm. weeks the gophers have penn state coming here soon they've got ohio state that's going to be at mariucci as well very soon so oh, penn state's coming here for the gophers just kidding nope just kidding gophers are going to penn state to scary that's my b my scary. b i was gonna say no nah, i made that up they're going to to the home of ben copeland clayton phillips still there no i think he signed pro we should have a special edition of the podcast where we talk about how Don Lucia ruined Clayton Phillips' hockey career. Yes, we should. <laughs> do you want to talk in? 
Do you want to talk any more about Bryce? Maybe uh, we need to have a special I, I edition of the podcast yeah. to talk about Bryce. I feel like he needs his own episode. He's a junior, right? No, he's a senior. He better come back. I think he's a junior, Reed. You're wrong, Claire. He's a senior. I'll look it up. He's a junior. No, you're right. <gasps> I'm an idiot. You're not an idiot, but I can't believe you doubted me. His development over the last four years has been remarkable. You know, now he's killing penalties. He's he's beating, he's catching people when he's back checking. I'm not I'm not saying he was bad. I'm just saying that when you put people on a line with Sammy and Blake, who are very fast, they're gonna look slower than they probably are. So he, you know, he's killing penalties and he's doing a very good job and he's on a very good line right now. They're producing very well and it's very exciting. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's very obvious, but I think it's the thing that Bob and this coaching staff has done the best in the past three years is players have just gotten better year after year. Yes. Bryce is a great example of that. I think Mason Nevers is another great example of that on that line. Aaron Huglin, like the kids just get better as the year goes mm-hmm. on. Uh, Brody Lamb, I think, has made incredible strides in the past month. Like Connor Kurth, like people just get better, which is sounds is obvious, but like that's the that's what coaching is. And it's I also good. would like to say I think that Schmidt played really well this past weekend. I liked the addition of him on the fourth line. I thought that it, you know, he was bigger he's more physical and he's not afraid to you know get into the corners he doesn't look timid which I thought he played great I also thought Fish played great you know they haven't both haven't played in any games all year and to step in against Michigan and play so well is is impressive yeah did Schmidt play on Saturday night I didn't get to see Saturday night yeah I think so yeah I'm nine. Yeah, I'm ninety percent sure. Yeah. I didn't watch the whole game Saturday, but yeah, I agree. I thought Friday night he was good. He just brought a brought a physicality and a presence that I think the fright like Pinamini just can't because he's what nineteen years old. Like it's just yeah, and I just, think it takes time. Yeah, and I think Schmidt too brings like kind of like. You know, he's, it's it was an all freshman line, and yeah, having a senior in there, he's a senior, right? Junior? I think so. He was at Union, I believe. Which oh, is in the great a, town just, of Schenectady. Oh, baby, it's kind of just a wall. Let's I just do like, love the capital region. Let's just look into York. Colin Schmidt's hockey career just for a second here, while you riff about Schenectady. Oh. I could tell a tale or two about Schenectady, New York. Rate Schenectady, Troy, and Albany. Which one is your favorite? Which one is your least favorite? Well, like the city? Yeah. Or like, okay. I'd say Troy obviously is last. Least favorite? Yeah. I'd say Albany's first favorite and Schenectady's in the middle. You know... The only thing really in Troy is RPI. 
And then the community around it is very disconnected from the school. And it's not, it's just a weird place to be. Anyway, we don't need to go in. <laughs> uh, Colin Schmidt is a 2000, which I did not realize. So he's only so he's 23. 23. Oh, yeah, okay. so he he played at Wyzetta. Okay. Uh, where he had 39 points in 25 games. Then he played um, only one year in the USHL. No, he played three games in the USHL and then 41 in the Null. And then he was at Union for a year where he played 32 games his freshman year. Wow. He had five points. There must have been a coaching change because he played. And then he's been with the Gophers for the last. Yeah, uh, I think there was years. a coaching change at Union. And then because I'm pretty sure Ben Newhouse also left. Oh, that's that's just wonderful that we get a Ben Newhouse reference on the pod. Yeah, he went to Lake Superior or not Lake Superior State West. Uh, Northern. Northern Michigan. God damn. Yeah. Northern Michigan. Grant only. With Grant. Yeah. And um, uh, Phil Ballou was at Northern Michigan. Oh, God. So this is fun. Let's just keep let's just keep naming random players that play for random teams. Um yeah. Cause I I wanna say Union wasn't doing too hot and they're still not doing too hot, but they did beat RPI, so but everyone beats RPI, so you know. Yeah, well, I'm going to the gopher game this weekend and then I will be watching the Brown Bears uh, take on St. Lawrence University. Why? Uh, next weekend. Why, um, why, Claire? Because I love college hockey. That's why. Name a player on SLU or Brown. I can't, but do you remember Chaz Smedsrud from Laverne? No. no, but you know, I do have a really exciting announcement for any Gopher hockey fan. Our beloved Chaz Lucius is now a Portland winter hawk. How have we not talked about this? So Chaz Lucius played a year with the Gophers last year and is now playing for the Portland Winterhawks. How do we feel about this, Claire? Well, my coworker who is also into hockey because he's from Canada, everyone else here, I live in Portland, doesn't know anything really about hockey. He claims that he saw a billboard with Chaz Lu- I haven't told you this yet he told me this today Reed with Chaz Lucius's face on it because there are like no drafted players right now in the Winterhawks there are only a handful and so they're advertising Chaz because he's a first round pick um and so right now you know the Winterhawks aren't in- I haven't I haven't gone to any games yet um interesting position because they're kind of living off their like former glory. So this could be a, a redemption arc for the Winter Hawks acquiring Chaz, you know? Former glory of the Tyratty. Yeah. Paul Bittner, so, Keegan Iverson days. Yeah. So I will say that there is a great fan base. The tickets aren't cheap to the Winter Hawks. So how expensive are they 60 bucks (laughs) i know you're paying 60 dollars, and okay you think oh silly old me is thinking oh i'll go when connor bedard plays right Mm -hmm. because i want to see connor bedard 
Well, Connor Bedard and the Regina Pats, or whatever they're called, do not come to Portland. The closest they get is 10 hours away. But Thanks. my coworker was telling me that when he played in Vancouver, the tickets were almost $200 sold mm. out mm. because everyone wants to see Connor Bedard play. So that's my rant for the night on hockey in Oregon. That's wild. Um, yeah. I don't know what to say about Chaz because we I'll are see him on the mean streets. Y'all will become I, boys. I don't know. I've never seen a Winter Hawks player, or at least I I didn't know if they were. I assume they probably wear their gear like every mm. sports player does. Mm. I shouldn't generalize. I will recognize a Lucius boy though. <laughs> Interesting. Well. Anything else we want to say about the Gophers, Chaz Lucius, Cruz Lucius, Adam Fantilli, Connor Bedard? Okay. Anything? Anything else you got? I do have some words. Okay. I, I, Rutger McGordy. I think Brindley was very good. That's I think, Gavin. That's Gavin Brindley, the draft eligible this year. Yes, I think Luke Hughes. How have we not talked about Luke Hughes yet? Because I don't want to cyberbully someone, and I'm not cyberbullying because I do think he's very talented offensively. But defensively, I don't think he's very talented. I would agree with that assessment, yes. And I think a lot of this was masked by Owen Power and Kent Johnson and the freaking, the Brisson, Bordelow, Beneers, like Blankenberg. You have all these people around you. I'm not that era Michigan team was so lovable. I missed them. So lovable. So lovable. Their TikToks, incredible. Um, but I, I think he's I think he's very good. I just think there's a lot of hype. Yeah. And he's not as good as he's hyped up to be, but whatever is. Um, and then I, I wonder, think Adam, I think Adam Fantilli is good but i don't think he's yeah i wonder what i wonder what new jersey's gonna do with luke hughes because i feel like if they were bad they would just put him in the nhl and let him learn the ropes and make mistakes but they're good this year and they're gonna be good next year like but but do you also risk it and leave him at Michigan where he's going to have a third coach most no. likely? No. I think you get him out of there because I yeah. I do think in Luke Hughes's defense he's had to grow up in the shadow of his brothers and he's had to deal with the bullshit that Mel Pearson brought and whatever the hell is going on now, which who in the hell knows what's yeah. going on there? But I'm sure it's not great for the players. Yeah, no, I think they would take him and just put him in the AHL maybe for like half a year and let him kind of yeah work through some of the, some can, of the can, issues. Can I just say for a second how insane all that Michigan stuff is? The fact that they never investigated some of the accusations against Pearson and apparently he's still hanging around their rink. What? You know how I feel about protecting the kids. This is so hey, stupid. He's just, hey, he's just a hockey guy, you know? He's just a hockey guy. You know, most of the people in hockey are good people, you know? Sometimes they just, that's that's a bit. 
that's I not know. true. Yeah, he's, I know it's a he's bit. A, well, it's, this is for the audience. How are you gonna? How are he's you? He's a gonna, jerk. And I know you feel the same way, but it's like, how can you change a culture when you are still holding hands with it? The old. Yeah, like, I don't know why. I don't know why any kid would want to go there. I mean, I guess they still do, but I have no understand. Like, why? As a parent, why would you let your kid go there? I don't know. And to me, that's what's so mental about the last year's Michigan team that was so good. Right? Maddie Beneers was on that team. Yeah. So in theory, right, this is probably the best college hockey team on paper ever. And they never really, like, they always looked so chaotic because they, like, didn't have a system. But then you realize all the shit they're dealing with behind the, the scenes, and it's kind of insane. Yeah. That they were like an overtime goal away from the national championship. Yeah, because Blanken Blankenberg was on that team, right? Yes. Yes, they all left. Truscott came back, Portillo came back, and I will say Portillo looked good this weekend. I mean, he made a ton of saves, but he his first 2 years, he was like lights out yeah they've got like four guys playing in the nhl like rissan bordolo veneers power johnson blankenberg rissan is in the nhl i assume he left that's wild he's in the ahl at the moment but yeah it is wild they didn't win a national title but their coaching situation was fucked. True, that's true. And and last year, another thing that also affected the Gophers, you have all these guys go to World Juniors and then they go to the Olympics. True. And by the national championship or the national whatever, Frozen Four time, you've played like 20 extra games. True. Traveled around the world. Sorry, I got on a tangent. Reminiscing on how good Michigan was last year, and I was gonna say, fingers crossed. I hope that doesn't happen to us this year, to the Gophers. But I guess we'll see. I don't. I've loved the recent the recent Nye's energy. Feels like Connor Bedard in the World Juniors when he's like, "I will not let this team lose." Yeah. Oh my gosh. Maybe next week we got to talk about. He might get Toronto. There's all this. All this hubbub in Toronto on whether or not they're going to trade him at the deadline. Yeah, I wonder how that'll affect. I don't think he's coming back, but maybe that would positively I mean, influence this, that. The Toronto fans are nuts. They really are. I love the chaotic energy, though. Yeah, I recently was educated on the Vancouver stuff because oh, my coworkers Jesus. from so my coworkers from Vancouver, and he canceled his ESPN Plus subscription in protest. <laughs> And is refusing to watch hockey because of the Bruce Boudreaux Quinn. He is it Quinn that's there. Quinn Hughes is there. Yeah. He. T- I didn't even know that was happening. So he told me about the Quinn Hughes thing, and then I started reading, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's bad." Yeah, in, that's in a mess. That's a mess. He's like, "Tell the Wild to pick up Brock Besser, okay. and then we'll get Matt Dumba." Okay. And he's like, but Dumbo will be ruined by our organization, so we don't want him. Okay. Anyway. 
Nice. Well, hockey chats. This ends this ends uh the hockey chat section of the Pride on Ice podcast. I think uh we can call it a time. The men have Michigan State this weekend. The women have UMD. We got two sweeps incoming and uh fingers crossed we'll talk to you next weekend or next week. Sound good? Sounds good to me. I'll rest my vocal cords until then. All right.